they're just going to be price shopping because there's no emotion. There's no value. There's no, um, there's nothing added in there, but whenever you can go into what you can offer them, that's different than other people. That is really where, um, it's going to go from feeling salesy to feeling passionate. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Today's topic is um, how to sell without being salesy, um, which this was a huge thing for me. Um, I don't know. I've, I'm, I am technically an introvert, uh, according to, what is it, Myers-Briggs? Is that the one that's introvert, extrovert? I don't know. There's all these tests now. I think Myers-Briggs is the one. Yeah, I'm like an IN... TJ? No. FJ? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't really know what they stand for. Uh, but I know that the first one is I, that is introvert. Um, and I tend to have more introverted uh, tendencies. Um, I do like my alone time. I like, uh, I like watching shows. I like hanging out by myself. Um, and uh, yeah, so as, as someone who is an introvert, as someone who... Um, I know may find it a little awkward trying to sell myself, my services. Um, this took me a while uh, to get here and I'm probably still not, I mean, I'm definitely not hundred uh, percent where I need to be, but, um, but a couple of things, like the main thing you can do to not feel so salesy whenever you are trying to make a sale. Um, because really bottom line is you have to make sales in order to have a successful business. Uh, you have to be able to say the word successful correctly uh, to have a successful business as well. Uh, so just a, an extra tip in case you didn't know that one already. Um, but, you know, uh, kind of starting out, I think um, it may have hurt me a little bit because I, I started with a, um, a relationship with a wedding venue and I had worked there in college just kind of helping with uh, setting up for weddings and, you know, putting the chairs out and I don't know, I, I mowed the grass and stuff like that too. Um, but I kind of, I had a relationship with them whenever I started the business. So they were referring people to me. So I didn't have to sell as much. Um, and they, it, it was more of like people coming to me. And then once I moved past that, um, I started to have to sell and it was hard for me to sell what I was doing, um, to people, some people who did not value it, uh, as much as I was, uh, which whenever I started off, I was, um, I don't know, I was charging like $500 for a wedding. Um, 
I remember whenever I jumped to 750 for a wedding and I was like, this is crazy. This is almost a hundred dollars an hour, 750 for eight hours, um, and an engagement session and all the photos and a USB and all that stuff. Uh, but, um, but you know, I, I think one of the things is you have to, you have to know that, um, that you are probably not your ideal client. Um, when I started off, I was probably my ideal client because I was pretty cheap and I also didn't have a lot of money. So if I was going to hire a photographer, um, you know, either for like a family session or for a wedding, I would be looking on the cheaper end and be like, okay, yeah, your photos are decent. That's what I want is decent photos. Cause that's what I can afford. I will pay a thousand dollars. I will pay seven fifty, whatever. Um, but I slowly started to increase I very slowly slower than I needed to, but I slowly started to increase my, uh, the price of each wedding, um, to where I was no longer my ideal client. And I think that's a big, um, a big hurdle for a lot of us is realizing that you may not be your ideal client. And that can feel weird whenever you're trying to sell. And whenever you're trying to convey the value of the services that you offer, if you yourself would not purchase that because you're not in a place where you could purchase a $5,000 wedding, like if you were getting married, you'd be like, oh, I can't afford $5,000. I can't afford $10,000 for a wedding photographer. Um, then I'm not my ideal client. And it's harder to get into their shoes and, uh, and a lot of times we kind of stay in our shoes and we're like, I really want to charge $5,000, but you know, honestly, I wouldn't pay more than two for the same thing. And, um, and I think that hurts us a lot. Um, whenever we can't see that our ideal clients are not us. My ideal client is not me. Uh, my ideal client is, you know, I, I, they're, they're doctors, they're lawyers, they're, uh, they're in the medical field. Um, you know, a lot of them, they travel all the time. A lot of them have uh, at least one really big home. I have one that we rent. Um, that's not really big, uh, but like they're, they're usually pretty well off um, and they can afford their, their, probably paying for it themselves. Maybe they have some parents, uh, helping them. They're usually like later twenties, early thirties, mid thirties. Um, when, uh, then, you know, the, the people that I was photographing when I first started were either like early, early twenties, like still in school. Um, and they were probably paying for it themselves or they had their parents paying for it. Um, but it's, it's a good idea to know who your ideal client is and to also know that you may not be your ideal client and to kind of put yourself into their shoes so you can see what they value because they may value your services more than you would um, because you can't afford your own services. Uh, anyway. I feel like I'm going in circles with that. Um, but that's, that's uh, a, a really big thing. Um, also knowing your, um, your cost of doing business will give you some, uh, a little bit more encouragement or courage, a little bit more courage. It won't encourage you. Uh, but maybe it will. I don't know. 
words, but uh, give you a little bit more courage, maybe a little bit more um, stability in knowing like, okay, this is the cost of doing business in order for my business to survive. And for me to make zero dollars, um, I have to charge at least this amount. And um, if, if you don't know what that is, um, your cost of doing business is all of your variable costs, all of your, um, your fixed costs, add that together, figure out how many weddings you want to do in a year, or you will probably be doing next year. Uh, and then that, uh, we actually have a, a calculator. Ooh, probably should have looked this up before starting to record. Uh, but I believe it's episode three. I think we were talking about pricing, uh, for sure. It'll be in the, um, in the show notes. Um, if you want to go to the show notes after this, um, it'll be in there. I'll have a link to, uh, we created a little, um, cost of doing business calculator. So you can put in all of your fixed costs, all your variable costs. Um, and then it'll calculate, uh, there's also a place where you can put how much you would ideally want to make, um, yourself, like personally paychecks, uh, how much you want to make from every wedding. Um, and then, It'll calculate that and it'll give you a number of this is the bare minimum you need to be charging for a wedding in order to survive and still be able to pay yourself what you need. Um, blah, 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 blah. I think I'm looking it up right now. Um, yeah, it's either episode two or three. I don't know. It's way back in there. So just like open up your podcast, scroll on back. Um, go into those or just go to the show notes and then I will have the link right there for you. Um, but that's really helpful to know your, your cost of doing business. It's also really helpful if you're, you know, you may be kind of new. Um, I know, I mean, I still, it doesn't matter if you're new or not. Uh, I've been doing weddings. Uh, I did my first wedding over 10 years ago now, which is awesome. Another big milestone this year. Um, but I've been in business for eight and I still get people asking for free photo shoots or severely discounted photo shoots. And um, knowing your cost of business will help you say no uh, to those free shoots. Um, because before I was just like, eh, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll do this free family shoot for you. Or, you know, we're, we're, we're friends. I'll do it for 25 bucks or buy me some coffee, whatever. Um, but when you know your cost of doing business, you're like, oh, I know that I need to make at least this much for every photo shoot that I do, or at least this much for every wedding. So I cannot go below that. In order to keep the business alive, I have to make this. Um, so knowing your cost of business will help you to know the value of your service. Um, and then... Once you know your cost of doing business, once you know um, you're, that you may not be your ideal client, then you can kind of move forward from that. Um, I would suggest just writing out everything that you offer. Uh, if you're having a, a hard time conveying your value to people, because um, a lot of times the reason that we feel salesy um, and like, you know, you're like a used car salesman, um, which I know some great used car salesmen that are not super salesy, uh, but they, they tend to be uh, the stereotype of salesy kind of 
you know, skeezy type people where they're just like, Oh, I'm just going to upsell you on this thing. And I want to do this. Um, and you may hear other, um, other, uh, industry educate educators talking about upselling albums, upselling, you know, adding hours, different things uh, for photo shoots. And you may be like, I don't really like upselling. Like that's awkward to talk to them about adding on to what they've already agreed to purchasing, which is like thousands of dollars. And that's, it's not a small thing. Um, And upselling may feel super skeezy salesy type. Um, But if you don't know what all you are offering them or what all they are finding value in you, um, then it, it is really hard to sell um, because you're not seeing that value. You may, you may see like, okay, yeah, I should be charging $2,500 for a wedding. Cause that's the average in my market. And I will probably be booking X number of weddings this year because that's the market. Um, and that may be how you found your price. Um, but, uh, but when, when you write out everything that you do and not just like everything that you offer, not just, um, okay, you're going to get eight hours of wedding day coverage and you'll have a second photographer and you're going to have an engagement session, but, write out everything. Like you are going to receive 20 plus emails from me with helpful articles and tips on, you know, wardrobe for your engagement shoot and tips on, you know, things to remember to pack with you for your wedding day, like morning, getting ready and everything. Um, And I'm going to provide you with a wedding guide that's 60 something pages long of just all of the stuff you need to know. And whenever you write out all of that, that can help you see a little bit more of the value that they will be receiving, which will help you be like, Oh no, I, yeah, you need this. Like you need uh, like albums for a long time. It was really hard for me to upsell albums because sure. I'm a photographer. I love albums. I love printed artwork. I love physically holding photos in my hands. Um, and I know that, uh, that my clients would as well, but it was just, it was, it was hard for me to really ask them for more money whenever they've already paid me. And I'm like, Oh, but you know, uh, but wait, you could get this and, uh, the whole infomercial type thing. And it's, felt that way to me because I, uh, didn't know what, I didn't know the value that an album actually held. I, I kind of knew it, but I didn't like know it. I didn't spend time and think about it. And I, I spent time and thought about it, you know, probably like three or four years into business, um, where I was selling maybe, I don't know, a two albums a year. Um, because, people were like, Hey, do you do albums? And then I'd be like, Oh yeah, sure. I, I do this. And then they would add an album, but I wasn't saying, Hey, let's do an album because an album is amazing. And you can like, you can flip through and see your photos and you'll be able to sit there with your friends who were not your friends. Whenever you got married that you met 
five years after your wedding and now y'all are best friends and y'all hang out all the time and they come over and it's your anniversary or whatever. And you're like, Oh, Hey, yeah, well, let's flip through this and they can see everything and they feel it. And you know, the, the quality of the book is so much better than like a Shutterfly album and like knowing all those things and really thinking about what it is that I'm providing um, really helped me to be able to sell them and say, yeah, no, it's totally worth the money to do this because, and then you can talk about what it is. Um, and the same thing with your photography services. If you don't fully know, um, I mean, you may, you may kind of just know what you do, but if you don't really go through every single thing that you offer and all the value that you're pouring into your clients, then whenever you're on that sales call and you got a new lead and they're talking about their wedding and you're talking about, you know, well, I have a eight hour package and I have a five hour package and I have a 10 hour package and that's pretty much it. And if you want an engagement shoot, we could do that. And, you know, I do offer albums if you want that kind of thing. So just let me know what you think. And doing that is just like, they're just going to be price shopping because there's no emotion. There's no value. There's no, um, there's nothing added in there, but whenever you can go into what you can offer them, that's different than other people. That is really where, um, it's going to go from feeling salesy to feeling passionate. And when you can get to that place where you are passionate about what you do, uh, which I'm sure you already are, but when you can kind of like harness that passion and then portray that passion and convey that passion, portray. Yeah, sure. We can portray the passion too. Uh, but whenever you can uh, just talk to them about everything that you do and that passion that you have behind it and how you want them to have the most amazing wedding day. And you want to really help them uh, find the, what wardrobe would be best for their engagement shoot, or, you know, we could go do this, or we can pick a location that means something to y'all. I know you mentioned this. Um, and it's really important to ask questions whenever uh, this is kind of going off topic here. Um, I mean, for like, this is, this is a topic for a whole new podcast. Um, but, uh, but whenever you're talking to them, asking them questions uh, will really help you kind of see where they value your services. Cause sometimes I will get people on a call and we will talk and I will ask them about, you know, what they're excited about for their wedding day. And, you know, what is it about my photos that they really loved? And why would they even be talking to me when, you know, they can hire, uh, you know, some college student who will probably do it for half as much. And, um, and whenever I'm asking those questions and then they just come back with, oh, I don't know, we just Googled and, you know, you were on the list. So we wanted to see what your prices were. Like those are usually 99% of the time not going to book with me. Uh, and that's cool because they don't find value in everything that I offer. They find value in having pretty photos and finding a deal. Um, and I am not really a deal for most people. Um, but whenever you can ask them questions and then hear their responses, 
that will give you an idea of what they value. If they're valuing, um, you know, a, a lot of my couples, they value their friends, their family, especially now with COVID, um, because a lot of their friends and family aren't going to be at the wedding or the ones who are, are like their closest, closest friends. And they really want to capture the emotions of the day. They want to capture the, the fun and the moments and everything. Um, and they don't just want pretty photos of things that are going on, but they want emotional photos of the relationships that are there and all that. So whenever they're talking about that, I'm like, okay, you are a hundred percent my couple. And then I will go into, um, how I look for that, all that kind of stuff. And then you can go into what they're, whatever they're telling you, you can go into how you provide that. And, um, and that's, that's really helpful for just showing the passion that you have for your work rather than here are my packages. Let me know what you think. So anyway, those are a couple, a uh, couple tips for being able to sell without being too salesy um, and really trans transitioning from feeling awkward. Cause I used to feel awkward in those client meetings where uh, I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, cause I, I would get people and I still get people every now and then that'll, that'll ask, you know, well, are you doing any, um, you know, any specials for the new year or are you like, I'm like, uh, no, I'm raising my prices in the new year. Uh, but like, I'll, I'll get questions about like, how can we save money? And before when I was just trying to make a sale, I'd be like, Oh yeah, no, sure. Um, yeah, I can throw in an extra hour, uh, or I can, I can do, I can do half off, you know, an album or I can do whatever, you know, just to get that sale, just to get the numbers. Um, but going from selling things to selling passion and, uh, and seeing the value that they hold for the things that I offer and then meeting them there and showing them, Hey, I offer this stuff. You really want this stuff. We need to make this happen. Um, really change it to where I'm pretty much just, I feel like I'm just talking with, with new friends and getting to know them and getting to talk to about their weddings. Um, and then I'm excited about their weddings and I'm excited that they are excited about certain aspects of their wedding day and about photography and, you know, what they want to do with the photos, how they want them printed, all those things. And I'm excited about that. And they're matching that excitement and it's just very exciting and a lot of laughter. Um, so hopefully that is helpful for you. Um, if you have any questions about this, if you're listening to this on the podcast and you have any questions, feel free to, uh, to join our Facebook group. Um, and you can ask them there. You can find this video and ask it in that, um, or you can just post a question, uh, that also works. Um, but yeah, so the Facebook group is, you can find that at uh, lightdarkco.com uh, slash join FB, or you can search Facebook for the light and dark photography podcast, and then the group will show up. 
and you can add yourself. And then I will see that you've added and I will say, hello, welcome. And then we can start talking and it'll be fun. We'll be friends. Um, there are a lot of new, uh, new people and there's, you know, a couple hundred, uh, like-minded photographers and entrepreneurs who are wanting to up-level their business, really take it to them to, uh, you know, take it to the next level, take their, uh, take their sales to the next level, take their relationships to the next level. Um, and really grow in their business, grow in the community, which I love all of y'all who are in the group. Um, so yes, go join that. Um, as always, we record these live in our Facebook group. Um, you can find me. Uh, I am John Mansfield. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at All Heart Photo, and you can find the podcast at Light Dark Co on Instagram. Um, yeah. Y'all have a good one. See ya.